Welcome to the TIPNG podcast. Thank you for joining us on this episode. It's a very interesting episode. We'll be covering topics around electoral management and particularly the electoral schedule and that you might have heard about in the news. We're hoping to gain some insights from our guest this morning about some of the key events that will be taking place in the 2022 national general elections in Papua New Guinea. I'm joined this morning um, by a guest from the Electoral Commission. Thank you. Hello, everyone. My name is Roslyn Tabogani. I'm the Assistant Election Manager in NCD. Excellent. Thank you, Roslyn, for joining us on the TIPNG broadcast. Um, you mentioned that you're with the Electoral Commission in uh, Port Moresby in NCD. How long have you been with the Electoral Commission? Yeah, that will be my third uh, national election. I've been with Commission for the 10 years. This is the 10th year, wow. 2022. Have you always been in NCD? Yes, I started with the NCD, so I'm still here with NCD in the third uh, national election. And maybe you can tell us a bit about what this NCD is uh, as an electoral province look like. What's its composition? How many electorates? How many people do you manage within the NCD electoral management? NCD is a mini Papua New Guinea. It's uh, the national capital district, and it's just same as the other province. But the only thing that is the NCDC Act, which is the national, it doesn't, it does not really like um, the other province with, but it's big with uh, 12 wards. We have 12 wards in NCD and the wards are very big, not unlike the other province, the wards are smaller. And you mentioned that you're the assistant electoral manager. Um, so I presume there's an electoral manager for NCD as well. How big is the team for NCD in terms of electoral management? For NCD, the volume of data is very big in terms of uh, the management. We have like half a million people in NCD and the team going out now is bigger than the other provinces, which almost 1,500 uh, for the electoral wow. role. So that's a team of enrollment agent. Enrollment agent, 1,000. That's a, it's a large number to manage. So what is the role of the electoral manager in a province? Okay, for a provincial election manager, our role is to manage and conduct elections within the province. All the activity that is towards the, uh, the election, uh, it's national election, non-parliamentary election, all the election in the province, within the province. And you also do elections for organizations like I saw in the University of Papua New Guinea. And they have SRC elections. Other organizations also invite the Electoral Commission to participate in those elections. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. And that's the non-parliamentary election. We conduct non-parliamentary elections. Apart from the national election and local level elections, we do non-parliamentary elections. And in terms of the role of the electoral management, you mentioned you do all the activities. What does that sequence of activities look like? Is it Do you have a particular start point in terms of the electoral activities? Or is it an ongoing exercise? For the update of the role, it's it's part of the electoral, electoral management. Before the national election, we have to update the role by law, the constitution and um, the organic law of the national election. I think um, one of the things we had recently in the news was a workshop that TIPNG hosted um, with electoral managers from uh, provinces across all four regions. And we had speakers um, including NCD, Metsup, as well as NCDC, um, speak about some of the work that's being done in the provinces. What would you say are the key challenges 
for provincial electoral management offices. I was part of the workshop and thank you TIPNG to be there and for the invitation as from the NCD. For NCD, we were really happy to have TIPNG as part of our, uh, the steering committee and part of the workshop. The workshop was awesome. It's really telling us what TIPNG, we really look at bad on TIPNG and it really opened a door for all the other managers that we thought, you know, TIPNG was just an observer, but not really knowing that TIPNG was a partner that we can use in a lot of our work as electoral management. Thank you for that. And I think one of the key challenges that we had from the provincial electoral managers and we had at the workshop, I believe eight provincial electoral managers so we had a participation from um, Morobe, Eastern Highlands, Juwaka, New Island, um, East New Britain, NCD obviously, but also Central. Um, one of the key messages that we kept on hearing from electoral managers was really ensuring um, that the support to the administration was there. And one of the challenges they flagged was um, particularly the salaries for temporary electoral workers. And they wanted to ensure that there was that barrier that prevented um, influence of the elections, and that was a challenge to just mention. Are there any other challenges that you're facing in terms of NCD and ensuring the conduct of the elections happens as per schedule and as per the law? Okay, um, I won't speak about the other province because they have their own challenges, but they're all same. For NCD, it's really challenging now because we have eviction going on now, right now, and we're having people move around. Accommodation is another problem that is happening. So coming the election this year, it will be really a challenging election for me as an assistant election manager in the office because we have a polling. And I have to really look at into it because it comes down to getting all the people to the polling and updating the role, which manpower and funding resources is really limited. Time is against us, so it's really challenging. And I think on that point about timing, we recently heard in the news about an update in terms of the electoral schedule. And if you could maybe for our listeners outline what are the key election dates um, that we have to bear in mind. I note that the Electoral Commissioner has also come out and said that there's been a change in the date for, uh, is it the polling? Um, and what, what do those dates look like now in terms of the electoral schedule um, that we have? Okay, um, I don't know the reason behind changing the date, but it just like it was happening this week. Uh, I could not speak on it, but, but the thing is, being cutting the dates down, it's really challenging as a provincial election manager and looking at the dates with my program going on because we have a role to put through and then that role has to be ready by June or have to be ready by 28th of April before the issue of which. And um, I believe the, now the current election dates are, we have the issue of writs um, that will be on the 28th of April. Um, that begins the electoral cycle or the electoral process. After that, we have the nomination period, uh, which starts uh, one week after. Then we have the polling start. So the polling start is now been moved. It was initially 25th. And I think it's been moved a couple of days ahead to the 18th of June. So. That's the polling commencement. So between the nomination period and the polling period, that's when campaigning is supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. So I think what we've effectively had is a reduction in the campaign period. And normally it would be like eight weeks, and I think now it's about six weeks. But the other dates remain the same. And then we're looking at having the counting happening after the polling closes. 
um, on the 8th of June. And then we should have the return of writs, um, ideally by the 29th of June. Those dates still remain the same. It's just the, the polling date has increased slightly to give, I guess, more time. Um, I believe that the workshop that we had with the electoral managers, when the electoral commissioner informed us of that uh, change in schedule, he said he think it was from feedback from the police. And they said that it required the time to move logistical support between provinces. In terms of your planning and you said schedule for the roll-up date exercise, what does that look like in NCD? What key dates do you want our listeners to be aware of so that they are prepared to assist your office in ensuring the role is updated? Uh, right now, my team is out in those new developed areas that doesn't have a role in 2017. So we are trying to get them to, we are doing a survey, a survey for five days. They started on Thursday and they're doing survey at the new developed areas like Kennedy in those areas. Uh, not really looking at the settlement area, but the suburb with a development and it's approved by NCDC. So we are getting the team out to do a survey just to get if how many eligible voters are on there. And for NCD, um, we are planning a tentative date for enrollment. It's on the 21st, which is like a week from now. 21st is the 14 days uh, field enrollment dates. We're looking at it to go out and that's only 14 days for enrollment that will be. We're having 15% of the new enrollment that was given and it's across the country. So I could not do much. It's really a challenging now to see where we have a lot of eviction happening in NCD. We're still trying to put everything together, but the enrollment have to do before 28th of April. You mentioned just to unpack some of that for our listeners. Um, when you say that you've been given 15%, is that the 15% is the value by which the role can be increased? Is that the limit or is that, what does that 15% mean? 50% is the rollout of the new enrollment, which we are looking at. We're really looking at the provisional new enrollment and the transfer in, all in there. Within the 14 days, if we, you know, exhaust the 15% of the role, or 15% of the new enrollment, we have to apply in to get, actually it's 34% and it's same across the uh, PNG. And typically what is what is the update caused by? Is it new voters? Is it by people moving around? Is this why the evictions are a particular concern? Where do the increase in the role normally come from? Okay, the 15% is, um, I think it's from the five years, the 3% from the five years looking at it. So that's how the, uh, the ratio of times the 3%. Uh, the last enrollment was 2017. And the um, update is really, really having a, you know, people moving around. For NCD, it's a lot of movement around due to accommodation, rental, and all this. And in terms of that, um, so that's 5%, sorry, 3% over the five years. So the current role that we have, is it the 2017 role? Is that the role that's being updated? Yes, it's the, um, the current role, the 2017 for NCD. It will be there. So uh, would it be safe to say that if your name is already on the roll in 2017, that it will still be there? Or does it require people to go out and still check their names, even though it was there in 2017? Yes, I will still encourage the voters, the eligible voters or the existing voters to go out and check their name on the roll. And I understand you've also got a mobile phone application where people can download and check their names. Is that still 
um, a recommended way to check your name? Yes, uh, the voter registration, uh, the voter roll lookup. It's online. There's a help there. You can get it from the Play Store, and you can check your name. That's the whole electoral roll on the roll, the whole country. Okay, and so maybe we can examine that process a bit more, just for listeners to be clear. And let's assume that we have a first-time voter. Let's say we have someone who's just uh, turned 18 in the last five years, and their name is definitely not on the roll. What um, are you recommending that they do? And I note that you say that you're starting this exercise of roll update on the 21st. Let's say for argument's sake, I'm a, I'm a young person who's turned 18 and I live in Ohola, in NCD. Um, what are the steps that I need to take to make sure my name is on that roll ready for the elections this year? Okay, uh, for the youths, we're encouraging them. I mean, you can be in your, maybe the last five years, you didn't have your name on the roll. And or you're turning, you are 17, turning 18 this year, but you have to be before the issue of which we said 28. Encourage you to check your location where you live. There will be a team on the 21st day. Uh, on the each of the ward, there will be a team. There's like 260 team will be there, and they are all at their locations, enrollment location. It will be published out from the media. Uh, we are getting the we are getting uh, insert and getting the all enrollment locations. So in this case, if I'm let's say 18 already and I live at Wola, I need to keep an eye out on the newspaper for that insert. Um, will it also be on your Facebook account? Is there other ways that you are sharing this information about where I can go to update my name? Yes, you can call into the office. The office at the Boroko. That's a um, NCD. NCD Central Office. It's opposite Tango. You can call in. Or you can, we have a PNGEC Facebook account where you can just get on it. I mean, you can check there, but it will be published. We have a billboard going up. All the medias are going on. This uh, NBC will be announcing all the locations and this, there will be a continued awareness from now, starting from now with the locations. And if I missed the 21st, is it um, going to be updated for that full 14-day period? Will there be a polling uh, roll update team located in those areas for the full 14 days? Or is it only specific days in the week? There, there will be the 14 days field awareness, but it will be open till 28. The office will be open. But I will encourage, if you're a young youth, to be there because we have 15% of the forms or new enrollment forms. So if you really want to get on the roll, I encourage you Maybe the first week of the 14 days, you have to be there to make sure that you get yourself on the roll by filling the form, new enrollment form, which is the form 11. And this uh, new enrollment form, do I need to bring some ID along to show that I'm the person filling in? What's the process on filling in that form? We have a ward enrollment committee. It's part of the enrollment team. There will be two enrollment committee. They live at the location. There will be the uh, ward enrollment committee, uh, the awareness. They will be the one to confirm who is new and have lived there for more than six months. And this process that you've outlined for NCD, so you have this uh, period starting on the 21st. We will be doing the roll update and people are invited to come to the local sites. This will be where I guess the polling happened in the 2017 election. So if you're in Mosby Northwest, they would have been where the Northwest by election polling sites were. Um, would this also be 
the places um, that people would have to go? Um, and if so, how do we ensure that people that are there um, know that they, they have this opportunity? Because sometimes when you go, you might not see officers there. If they don't see officers there, what should they do? Okay, um, for Northwest, we just had a by-election and we are using the same location. But throughout that other two electorate for Northeast and South, it's the same lo uh, location that was polling 2017. We are having the enrollment team there. Really, we are tying um, we are tying voters to the enrollment, uh, the location, which the same location will come back in June for the polling. Okay. And in terms of um, putting my name, I, do I need to bring like a ID card or something like a like a We've heard about biometric and voter ID. Will that be in place for NCD during the elections? Uh, as time had caught up, yes, we were talking about the photo roll that will be coming in for NCD, but because time was against us, we could not have that. So we are doing the same as the other province in the country. We're doing the, for me, I will say it's a traditional roll, which is the paper. You just have to fill it. Yes, we really want to identify people because we have our role is not perfect. We have ghost names still on the road. If you can come around, it will be good to have an ID saying that this is you. And then the spelling of your name, make sure that the agent spell your name correctly because when it comes in June, you might come back and the spelling is not right and you will say that's not me. And that's where it's like a lot of people will be confused. But it's the same person, but because our agents spell the name incorrectly and, and maybe the input of data is incorrect, the name is not right. So being a Papua New Guinean, we have our own way of pronouncing the name and being a Melanesian. So make sure that when the agent is filling the name, you are there and you help him to spell your name correctly. It will be on the form. And thank you so much um, for explaining that um, you're listening to the TIPNG broadcast and I'm joined by uh, Ms. Roslyn Tabogani, who's the Assistant Electoral Manager for the National Capital District. Um, we're going through some of the processes that will be required as we go towards the start of the elections, um, just discussing the roll update process and what will be required, particularly of first-time voters. Um, you touched on the Northwest by-election in Port Mosby and one of the uh, challenges that we saw in TIPNG uh, was involved in looking at some of those processes, was ensuring, particularly with university students and those that might be only recently moved into the province, um, finding it difficult to get their names on the, on, the, on the roll and making sure that they are ready for the elections. Do you have any particular approach that you're looking at for university students who will be commencing studies um, this, this month? We always have a challenge for the institute, especially UPNG because like it's only five years that we go out and enroll student or enroll the public. So for this year, if you're a first time here, a first year student, I will encourage you to make sure that you, you come on our, our enrollment and you get enrolled because you'll come back the next five years to the next election that will be done. Um, for NCD, uh, for UPNG, it will be same as other location. There will be we have, we have a team that will be enrolling at UPNG. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that starts at the same 21st period, students at UPNG, to also take note of the roll update exercise that will be happening. Yes, it will be the same uh, 21st for 14 days. Okay. And I think um, just to zoom out out of NCD, 
um, to the country at large. And I know you can't speak to other provinces, but would it be safe to say that other provinces are also doing a similar roll update exercise? And what is the time frame that the national roll update exercise is happening at? Okay, I think for the provinces, some of them already started. They have a roll display and they're out now, but it's all happening this year for the update of the roll before the 28th of April. Excellent. Um, and I think one of the interesting provinces that we saw in the news um, was Anga province, where some of the um, voters were concerned about the delay of the roll update because this was an activity that maybe if we had started last year, we would have had enough time to do it um, as effectively as we wanted. But with it being so close to the elections and the roll update, we've had voices, particularly in Anga province, calling for us to just use the 2017 roll. Is that something that is possible? Why, why is it important to update the role? Okay, I think um, looking at the updating the role, it's part of the process of the electoral system or the management. By, by law, we have to update the role due to over the five years that we have people dying, we have disease on the role, we have young ones that is youth that is turning 18 or turning 18 to be eligible. So. It's really important to update the role. So what happened to the province at uh, the Western uh, Enga, from Enga? I think the call being in the in the system or being in the electoral or PNGC, it's not really we have to update the role. It, we know that it's the eve of um, the election, but being the manager here, we have to make sure that our citizen and it's fair to update the role before the election. Yeah. I think um, one of the things that um, we look at in terms of the challenges of the elections, and you mentioned that the role update has been a challenge and some of the administrative issues have been a challenge. In terms of the conduct of the elections, um, you've been with the Electoral Commission, like you mentioned, for three electoral cycles now. Um, what is the biggest uh, lesson that was learned in the 2017 election and what kind of improvement are you looking at uh, for the 2022 election? What is the biggest challenge and how do we overcome it this time around? For me, I won't speak to for the other province sure. and the other manager, but for NCD, it's really a challenging because it's the election year and the money was just given this year to update the role before election. So the challenge is make sure my citizens are on the role, the NCD, especially the youths turning 18 and those ones that was five years ago, they are not on the roll. And then even people moving after the eviction and all the rental that is, I really encourage, if you really want to be putting your mark for NCD, please, you make sure that on the 21st and the 14 days, please visit the enrollment locations to have yourself, check your name if you're an existing voter and if you're a new voter, please, on the first week of it, maybe you first days of it, from the 21st onwards, put yourself on the roll. And that's really an important message that TIPNG also supports, that it's important for Papua New Guineans to be actively involved in the conduct of the elections in our country. Um, what's your feeling from talking with people in NCD? Do you think that they have confidence in the forthcoming election? What's the, what's the general mood from speaking with voters, with your partners, with the temporary electoral workers that you've engaged What's the mood at the moment? I don't know if I'm going to say it's a mood, but it's really challenging. And being a female manager, um, looking at it, 
everything is happening at the same time. Time is all against me. I could not say it like, but I'm just encouraging the whole approach of giving it back to the community and having everybody to work together as a voter and as I am in the system. If we can all work together, have a good understanding. I'm just encouraging people to understand how we are looking at things. And, you know, that's an important message about working together in partnership. And we also saw in the news the uh, recent signing of a MOU between your office and the National Capital District Commission. Can you explain to us what is that MOU about and what is the kind of engagement that you're looking at um, through that MOU? Okay. We just had a signing of the Memorandum of Understanding with NCDC. And NCDC was really a supporting body, which is happening in other provinces too. We have committee of uh, the steering committee, which involves the provincial administration that is involved. For NCD, we are lucky to have a 1.5. That was a very big improvement because on it's 20, a 1.5 million 1.5 million sorry yes uh, support from the ncdc to the electoral commission for the conduct of elections in ncd of uh, 1.5 million kin. Mm -hmm. yes and that will really help because at the moment we are now looking for funding for the roll update and even going into the 2022 national election polling and counting and we saw that news and tipng is also a member of this Provincial Electoral Steering Committee for NCD, because our office is in NCD. And it's something that at the Electoral Managers Workshop that we had, um, we flagged also as a point where we wanted to support the independence of the electoral managers. And it was an important point that was stressed by speakers at the event that electoral managers are the delegated representatives of the Electoral Commission, which is a constitutional office mm -hmm. in the provinces. And they're the ones that make the call about the conduct of the elections as the constitution outlines. But then the Provincial Electoral Steering Committee, and you mentioned the NCD one, also provides the opportunity for partners to work together um, for the conduct of the administration of elections. And it's something that we'd also like to see in other provinces. In fact, TIPNG has been going out to the provinces and trying to encourage the use of the Provincial Electoral Steering Committee as a mechanism for increasing accountability and effectiveness of the election planning, while reiterating the importance of the Electoral Commission and the Provincial Electoral Manager's Office. I think one of the things we saw on Facebook when the news of the NCD MOU signing happened um, was a lot of concerns by citizens about political influence or that the NCDC is somehow you know, influencing the outcome of the elections. And for us at TIPNG, it's been important to draw that distinction between political support and administrative support. How do we ensure that people understand that the money that's been given for the administration of the elections is not politically influenced? What are some ways that we can communicate that better to the public? Okay, um, the MOU was signed between uh, NCDC and uh, PNG Electoral Commission, the NCD office. Uh, it's really the support that we, from the province, it's nothing new. It has been happening. By election, we had support from NCDC. 2017, we have uh, support from NCD with the same MOU being signed. Really, it's looking at you know, the administrative part of it. And we have, it's all government approach to the election, the conduct of the election 2022. And in terms of the PSC, what, what, what will be happening at the Provincial Electoral Steering Committee? I'm also asking interested because TIPNG is a member of this PSC. Mm -hmm. What are the plans that you have of using this mechanism to ensure effective elections in NCD? Okay, for NCD, I think uh, after the 
I cannot speak for the the previous years because it was re not really active. But from the by-election last year, the steering committee was, we had a whole as the member, the committee, from the all stakeholders and the team was really good. We had a WhatsApp group, we had the team having uh, a weekly, weekly uh, meeting and we want to see that happening again, which is going to be uh, the next first meeting is this Tuesday for that steering committee. And I think that's one of the things that maybe gives you hope, despite the challenges that you have other partners that are there to work together to deliver these elections, particularly in NCD. I think as we wrap up the interview and we thank you so much for your time and giving a bit of context to some of these headlines that we've read in the news, um, what is one thing that you know inspires you to deliver these elections? If you had to think of, you know, what is that one vision or one mission that inspires you to deliver these elections? Okay. Um, for me, as personally, because I just time and everything, I don't want. It's really challenging, but I will encourage NCD the resident, eligible voter, and the stakeholder, we all work together as team NCD. Excellent. And in terms of uh, key information that you'd want viewers and listeners of this TIPNG broadcast to bear in mind, what is one key thing that you'd want them to take away uh, from the discussion that we've had today? Please, um, interested uh, voters for NCD, please look out for all our awareness messages will go out. We're looking forward for the roll update 21st and it started of our cycle or started of NCD election till June. Thank you so much, Rosalyn. We haven't got much time, but we have to work together to deliver these elections. And we thank you for taking time out of your schedule um, to come and speak with TIPNG Vodecast about the issues that matter to voters in the country so that they are informed and able to participate fully in elections. Thank you, Rosalyn.